This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, Wednesday afternoon, October 4th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. The strike by auto workers is becoming a bigger factor in buying a vehicle. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, a look at employment in the private sector is out ahead of Friday's comprehensive government jobs report for September. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home as Bob Brusca, Chief Economist, Facted Opinion Economics, based in New York. Bob, thank you for joining us today. ADP, the private payroll processor, says payrolls rose by 89,000 in September. That is far below expectations. But, uh, Bob, you certainly have been doing this for a long time. I've been doing this for about a year and a half on a full-time basis. And uh, I think we all know by now that the ADP report and the government report rarely agree. Yeah, yeah, it's not clear that this is really a weather. But if you look back, uh, the one thing the ADP does have in common with the BLS report, which we'll get on Friday, is that they both are showing uh, trend slowdowns in job gains. Now, whether we're going to get as much weakness on the BLS, uh, I, I don't know, because the ADP has not actually been a very good litmus test for the BLS. At one time, it was better. And let's also remember, we do get this weekly jobless claims report, which is a different kind of report, looking at uh, people filing new jobless claims, which would be related to job market weakness in some ways. And uh, the claims numbers continue to be uh, extremely low, indicating a still very strong job market. In this ADP report, what we see when we look at hiring by size of firm is that most of the weakness, and in fact, the offloading of labor has come from large firms, whereas intermediate small firms are still adding to uh, If you want to connect the dots here, it seems like you have an employment market where very few people are being laid off or relative few people are being laid off. A story that's told by the uh, first time unemployment claims uh, reports every Thursday morning. And then you have uh, a lot of companies that want to hire or at least uh, have job openings as uh, as evidenced by the Jolts report this week. But at the same time, maybe those openings aren't necessarily being filled. You know, there's a skills mismatch in the market, and it's been that way for a while. Um, And, you know, I'm out on the West Coast right now, and so we're visiting different kinds of firms that we normally see and doing business in different places. And um, one of the things I've noticed is there are some places that have people who just are woefully undertrained for the jobs that they have. And this is a problem. You know, workers want to get back what they lost to inflation. You see this with the UPS strike. You see it with the UAW. You saw it with the holiday with the Hollywood workers. And you see everybody's looking to get back what they lost from inflation and to get ahead. And yet they don't have the skills. And, the, and when you look at um, a report like the NFIB report, the National Federation of Independent Businesses, um, they all think that they're paying too much for labor. But labor wants to be paid more. You know, and all the 
you know, in New York, they want to pay delivery guys $18 an hour for delivering food on a bike. Well, you know, $18 an hour is pretty good for somebody who, you know, didn't go to college and didn't do anything to increase his human capital. So you've got these conflicting pressures and situations in the labor market. We're talking to Bob Bruska, chief economist, fact and opinion economics based in New York. Very quickly, uh, what does this do as far as the fight against inflation is concerned? It, it, it sounds like just based on this report alone, uh, some of the inflationary pressure is coming out of the job market. Um, well, I mean, we're still adding jobs and uh, the unemployment rate hasn't gone up by very much. Uh, you see the insured unemployment rate, the weekly jobs report remains low. I think we still have tensions and pressures in the labor market, and you see that because of striking. So I'm still concerned about uh, rising wages. Bob Brusica, Chief Economist, Fact and Opinion Economics, based in New York, but he's on the West Coast today. Coming up, an update on the car market in the context of the UAW strike. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. The ongoing and possibly expanding strike by members of the United Auto Workers Union could impact your next vehicle purchase. Let's get an update from Matt Jones, spokesman with True Car, based in Los Angeles. Matt, thank you for joining us today. And yesterday, I went to the dealership. I had to get some uh, service done on the family truckster, and I noticed something on the way to the dealership, and that is the auxiliary lot where they used to keep all the brand new cars that would you know, they drive it over to the showroom seemed awfully empty. There were only two or three cars in that lot. And I wasn't, I'm thinking to myself, was that this, is that the strike or is that just the uh, ongoing supply chain crunch manifesting itself in this parking lot? Uh, so are, are, are some dealers starting to feel the pinch from the strike or is that yet to come? Well, that pinch is still yet to come, um, but it would be uh, unfair to say that dealers aren't preparing for that potential pinch. Uh, people are being a little bit more discerning, you know, depending upon the brand. You know, the, the UAW strike is primarily focused on three brands. But depending upon the brand, some people are being a little bit more discerning with how they sell cars and how they stock cars. So it's not affecting us directly, immediately yet. But, you know, if this strike continues on, uh, we could see some ripples happening pretty quick. And what uh, it only impacts uh, three the three the, the Detroit three and their brand of vehicles. So GM cars, uh, Stellantis, the former Chrysler, and uh, and and Ford. And but but there are so many more options out there. Uh, is that going to you know how is that going to impact not only the big three brands that you talked about, but also if you want to buy a Toyota or a Lexus or a Volkswagen. You know, that's a really good question, and that's an incredibly good call-out because uh, what we've been saying here and what we've been thinking is that although the UAW strike is tremendous, you know, but it is only targeting three brands. So, right, you know, the feelings that people had from, like, the microchip shortage, which affected everybody essentially equally, for people who are looking for Toyotas or, you know, Hondas or Hondas, or they may not feel any impacts for this in in and it's not unreasonable to suggest the impacts could be felt even by people shopping for import cars if the UAW strike is extended and people who would normally naturally, you know, gravitate towards, say, a Ford end up going to Toyota, hypothetically, that could impact Toyota in inventory, which could impact a Toyota shopper's availability. But that's far off. So right now, you know, it's going to be mostly business as usual for people who are looking 
for brands who are not part of those three that are part of the UAW. We're talking to Matt Jones, spokesman for True Car, based in Los Angeles. Does this have the potential to put some heat back into the used car market? Used car prices have come down a bit since their highs during the supply chain crunch, but does this also mean that uh, you could potentially uh, get more via trade-in if you want to buy a car? Yeah, absolutely, particularly if you have something that is uh – really just characteristic of the big three. I mean, let's just be honest, the big three are also known for making some trucks, right? And so if you've got a heavy-duty F-250, F-350 that a person may not be able to pick up on the new car market for, you know, UAW strike-related reasons, all of a sudden that 250 or 350 heavy-duty that you've had for a couple years is increasing in value. So if you have a vehicle that has a particular use case that is only really offered by these three brands and this... um, this strike goes on, we can anticipate people seeing actually uh, increased values in their cars. If you have a Toyota Corolla, though, this is not likely to impact you unless this, uh, you know, or a Honda Civic, unless this strike is protracted and really affects uh, used car values across the board. But we're not expecting that. That would really take the strike to really, really be an extended strike. So if this ends in the next you know, several weeks or months, it's probably not going to really affect you unless you have a very target-specific vehicle. Matt Jones, spokesman, True Car, based in Los Angeles. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, the impact of mortgage rates on the housing market. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Our best stock option. This is the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's Personal Finance Wednesday and demand for mortgages is down as rates go up. Let's get the latest on the home loan market from Brian Wickert, president and owner of Accident Mortgage in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Brian, thank you for joining us today. The uh, rate for a 30-year fixed, uh, depending on the uh, day of the week or the uh, trajectory of the breeze, is uh, somewhere in between uh, 7 and uh, uh, 7.4% and 7.5%, and that's the highest we've seen in uh, quite some time. What is it going to take outside of the Fed just cutting rates uh, to bring those mortgage rates down just a little bit? Well, first of all, the, the number you just mentioned is a little out of date. We're at uh, 7.5 to 7 and three quarters now, just by the way. The market has kind of kept moving away from us, and what it's going to take is for market participants to be convinced that inflation is going to go stay down. Right now, the latest reports that we have are that inflation is great, only about a 0.2% month-to-month increase. That's what we need to see continue. And this Friday, we're going to get another very important uh, report on the economy, which is the jobs report. And uh, so there was just some information that came out today. The ADP private payrolls was, was um, much more tame than expected. So if if uh, people aren't if we're not creating as many jobs that's going to help the economy cool down so we need a cooler 
pace of the economy and cooler inflation, that's what's going to allow mortgage rates to come back down. Right. Every, all these numbers that we throw around on the, on the business hour, when we talk about the bond market, we talk about bond yields, uh, that does tie into you, potential homeowner. And I know that's not nearly as much fun as talking about granite countertops or sunrooms or the size of your backyard. But the bottom line is, until participants in the bond market see some sort of idea of where Fed policy is going, these mortgage rates are going to be higher. Correct. And we're, we're up a, uh, you know, a half a percent from just three weeks ago. Higher for longer is the phrase that I'm sure you've said on your, on your show or some of your guests have said. And, and so the bond market, or just think about it as interest rates in general. A mortgage is just another way for some institutional invest, uh, investor to own a bond. Just happens to be backed by a house. That's instead of owning a U.S. Treasury, uh, and, and so it's all tied together. But we're still seeing home buyers uh, out there buying. Not as many. I mean, if you're looking for a reason not to buy or sell, there are plenty of them out there. But there are still folks out there both selling and buying. So, if you got to move in this environment, uh, you can make it work with a mortgage rate of seven and three quarters. But uh, how do you pull it together? Well, let's say this. The great news about Illinois is that refinancing is really cheap. So when we're coaching home buyers, we always remind them, hey, you know what? This isn't going to be forever. The phrase that somebody else invented, which I wish they, I had invented it, is marry the house and date the rate. That's one thing. The other true thing is that the Chicago housing market isn't as competitive as some other markets. Only 37% of homes sold for over the asking price in Chicago in the month of August, according to the National Real Estate Brokerage Redfin. And so that opens up the door for the home buyer to possibly ask the seller to help them with their financing. And they can do that a couple of different ways. You can say, you know what, give me $5,000 to go towards my closing costs. And then you can either literally uh, use that money to lower the cash out of pocket when you buy, or you can do this cool thing called a temporary buy-down where we sock the money away and we use the seller's money to supplement your monthly payment and make it about 1% less than it otherwise would have been for a period of one to two years. So that's the best temporary pain relief we have right now for high rates. Brian Wickert, president and owner of Accident Mortgage in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Thank you for joining us today. Still ahead on this Personal Finance Wednesday, keys to become a financially successful couple. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. The state of Illinois is providing money to local governments dealing with the influx of migrants. The White House announces another round of student loan forgiveness. It's Personal Finance Wednesday. We explore ways to create a successful financial relationship with a spouse or partner. McDonald's continues the tradition of offering a noted sandwich for a limited time only. WBBM Business. The markets are mixed right now. The Dow down 16 points. The NASDAQ is up 97. S&P 500 up 11. We have 82 degrees right now under partly sunny skies going up to 85 today. It's 1231. Topping our news at the half hour, the state of Illinois is offering financial assistance to communities facing expenses tied to asylum seekers. The story from WBBM's Mike Krauser. The state announced the money, $41.5 million, in a press release. It's intended to help with the basic needs of the migrants. Here's where the money is going. The city of Chicago, $30.25 million. Joliet Township, $8.6 million. The city of Elgin, $1.27 million. Lake County, $1 million. The city of Urbana, $250 
$50,000 and the Village of Oak Park $150,000. Governor J.B. Pritzker said in a statement, although we still need significant federal support as this crisis continues, these grants will empower local governments to build out services and supports for new arrivals. Mike Krauser, 105.9 WBBM. Another 125,000 borrowers will have their student loans forgiven under the latest wave of programs from the Biden administration. The action will wipe out $9 billion in debt. The president is also touting his SAVE plan, which lowers payments by tying them to an individual's income. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. The markets are mixed. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home, is Ken Crawford, portfolio manager, Argent Capital in Clayton, Missouri. Ken, thank you for joining us today. And at, at first blush, that uh, ADP report seemed to give the markets a little bit of a, a little bit of a lift earlier this morning. It seemed like maybe the uh, inflationary pressure was coming out of the employment market. But uh, as you no doubt know, the ADP report and the uh, Department of Labor report that comes out on Friday morning, they don't necessarily agree. That's right, Rob. Um, ADP, as you mentioned, comes out first. And the government report generally for investors is deemed more thorough, more more credible. So people will certainly watch that. And to your point, um, especially given the jolts data yesterday for job openings and labor turnover, a lower ADP number was, was welcomed by the market. We have a, a picture of a job market that seems to be uh, uh, shaped by three things. There is very little in the way of unemployment. You're not seeing a mass layoffs showing up in the applications for first-time unemployment benefits on Thursday morning. You do have uh, a, a lot of job openings, uh, 9.5 million at latest count, which was uh, higher than expected earlier this week. But maybe the pace of hiring is slowing down. So companies do have job openings. They're not necessarily filling them, and they're certainly holding on to the people they have. That's right. Um, And that uh, presents a conundrum for the Fed to the degree that the Fed wants our economy to cool and specifically is looking at a relatively robust jobs picture. Um, And that ties into interest rates and higher for longer. And one of the one of the pressure points that the market has been experiencing, especially of late. We're talking to Ken Crawford, Portfolio Manager, Argent Capital in Clayton, Missouri. For the last two years, the plot line from the Fed has been, we're going to raise rates, that will slow the economy down, and like taking the air out of a balloon, the inflation will come out of the economy gradually. The goal is to provide a soft landing for the economy. They slow it down to a point where they don't go into a recession. But it seems like a complicating factor this week especially is this flight into the bond market, which is pushing yields way up, and as a result is pushing interest rates for consumers way up, and that could prevent the soft landing despite the Fed's best efforts. That's right, and I think that's one of the biggest concerns, certainly of late, for the market. So just as you said, as interest rates rise and rise to levels that we haven't seen for a decade plus, um, that's going to make it more difficult for home buyers, for mortgages, for businesses if they're looking to take out loans to grow their business. 
So the good news for the Fed is that will likely slow the economy. But to your point, it could slow the economy by having somebody stamp on the brakes instead of tap the brakes. And it does sound like as far as this flight to the bond market is concerned, uh, there's <laughs> that uh, investors are just as confused as, confused as everybody else, it seems, as far as, as where the Fed is going. And as soon as they get some clarity uh, coming out of the Federal Reserve about uh, monetary policy going forward, uh, that, that flight into the bond market will slow down just a bit. That's what people expect. They want to know where where is the threshold that the Fed stops raising rates? And then the next question would be, okay, you've stopped raising. When do you start cutting? Um, and to the degree that that dot or point has been uh, amorphous, hard to determine, and, and kind of keeps moving forward into time, investors get incrementally more nervous and you see a little bit more volatility creep into the markets. Ken Crawford, Portfolio Manager, Argent Capital in Clayton, Missouri. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up next in Personal Finance Wednesday, making sure a couple is on the same page when it comes to money. It's Personal Finance Wednesday, and this afternoon the focus is on couples and money. We welcome in Chris Everett, fiduciary financial planner and president of Everett Wealth Solutions in Forest Park and author of the book The Prescription for a Healthy Retirement. We talked about this segment this morning as five things couples should do to ensure their financial Financial uh, happiness and well-being, and I did notice that uh, on this five-point list, Chris, that uh, uh, nowhere can you find uh, marry and date the founder of a successful uh, social media company. <laughs> Make sure they're on the Forbes 100. You're a hoot, Rob. You know, I love these hard conversations that you can have with a brand new couple that you're meeting for the first time. One of the things I love to have them do is to take a communication profile. That is fundamental. So if you go on my website, EverettWellSolutions.com, you can go to the resources page and take it for free. You are going to probably process differently than your wife or your husband. That's just pretty standard. But secondly, once we actually meet face-to-face, I have to watch body language and, you know, feel the room. But there are a ton of hard questions to ask someone about money. And not only how they feel about something or how they're currently managing it, but how did you grow up around money? What, what did you learn just intuitively, just from watching your folks? These are important differences to really get clear and to get in the room that both couples can hear. And I, I joked, and I joked at the beginning of the segment about how uh, being a millionaire or a billionaire could buy happiness, but I'm sure uh, over the course of your career and in the many people uh, you have encountered uh, in the course of your practice that uh, money doesn't necessarily buy happiness and that people who do uh, write a very large number on their W-2 every year or get a big number on their W-2 every year, uh, you know, that they may not save. They could be uh, just as stressed as anybody else. Absolutely. Yeah, money doesn't buy happiness. I think, or I hope everybody should know that, although a lot of people are chasing it, right? Um, Because there's so much competition out there. But truly, knowing who you are, what you stand for, what you want to accomplish, what things really resonate and make you tick and light up, these are important conversations. 
because all the other money pieces can fit inside of that. Whether you have gobs of money or just really paycheck to paycheck, there's a way to make this work, but it requires honest conversation. And, and, and these five tips that you talk about uh, can work with uh, any income level. Discuss your money habits, make a plan, prioritize retirement together, embrace those hard conversations you talked about, and talk about money early and often. And, and it's, it's kind of, it seems like a cliche, Chris, but it, communication really does make things a lot easier in the long run. Yeah, it's absolutely the key. And when you can sit and listen to someone's answer, and your spouse can hear that answer and process it. And then you can say, well, how do you feel about that? What happens for you when they say that? And really get deep down into the money piece of it makes all the difference in the world. And I don't care if you're just starting out or if you're launching into retirement or have been in retirement for a while. You'd be surprised how couples have not had the hard conversations that they need to have. Chris Everett, fiduciary financial planner and president of Everett Wealth Solutions in Forest Park, author of the book, The Prescription for a Healthy Retirement. Thank you for joining us today. Join us at this time tomorrow for Technology Thursday. And still to come, the McRib is making another return. Cash, credit, debit, and totally free. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. McDonald's is bringing back the McRib despite the sandwich's farewell tour last year. We're joined by Izzy Karish, president of Hospital. Hospitality Works, a.k.a. the restaurant coach in Chicago. Izzy, thank you for joining us today. The, 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 the cult following surrounding the McDonald's McRib is well known. It's been around for a while. There was even a Simpsons episode about uh, Homer Simpson joining a group of, uh, of, of fans of the Krusty Burger version of the McRib on the show. And that was 25 years ago. So the, the McRib uh, fan base is well known. It's passionate. And it seems like not every restaurant can pull off this particular stunt every year. It is incredible. And, uh, you know, I always uh, look forward to the McRib farewell tour, knowing that I'll see it next year. Uh, No, they've done a great job. And you're right. Not every restaurant can do this. And certainly other restaurants, Arby's has come up with their own version of a of a rib. But nobody has been able to do it the way McDonald's uh, has been able to do it. Not only development, but bringing it back and creating uh, excitement around it. And, and this notion of, of scarcity in marketing is not just applied to the McRib. I mean, way back when, uh, before streaming and, and even before uh, uh, video rental stores, uh, remember those, uh, Disney would have the, 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 the vault releases. You know, you got to see Lady and the Tramp in the theater because it's going away for seven years. So this is not necessarily a new marketing strategy. No, it's not. Uh, they they did have the farewell tour uh, a year ago, and and some people are saying, well, you know, I don't know if I can trust McDonald's anymore because they said they were going to end it, and now they're bringing it back. The reality is, you know, people want it. McDonald's looked at it, but I think another reason that they're bringing it back is uh, it bring ba- it brings back a whole demographic that over the last year or a couple years uh, may have been going to other places more often. So they're Those of us who were around when they introduced it and then had it every year, uh, I think in addition to, you know, a younger demographic, the older demographic that's been straying from McDonald's is definitely coming back for this. So it's a great jumpstart to get people reintroduced 
to the McDonald's of today. And people may scoff at the idea of fast food or quick service or fast casual, whatever the uh, official restaurant is, industry uh, designation is, but it is one of the more interesting and dynamic categories of dining that the uh, fast food chains are finding new ways to one-up each other, whether it's flavor-wise or technology-wise or marketing-wise. And you're talking about this younger generation that may be going away from McDonald's. That's simply because there are just so many more choices out there? Yep. There are a lot of choices out there, uh, some that are really that really speak more to you know a new generation, the Chipotles of the world. Uh, you know, certainly speak to a younger generation. Uh, but the nice thing about this particular marketing tool for McDonald's, they're not doing anything with the price. They're not saying come in and get something for less. They're saying come in for our most famous product. And it's only offered once a year and it's limited and we're ready to go. Izzy Karish, president of Hospitality Works, a.k.a. the Restaurant Coach in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. If you missed any part of today's noon business hour, we'll have the replay podcast available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. Watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field. It's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.